Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. We have been conducting Zoom calls for past 11 years. Please um, fill out the Google Sheet if you want to answer the questions. Those people who fill out the Google Sheet will get the preference. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, so I filled out the form. I had two questions. Yeah. Your fiance is in Canada applying PR. After marriage, I'm planning to bring her in US and H4 dependent. If the company is offering her a job and want to apply for H1B visa work, is that legally valid? What H1B? There are no H1Bs. Uh, there are no H1Bs. Uh, there are no H-1Bs uh, in the next one year. What are you speaking about? If I'm an H-1B, oh, no. the stamping already done until October. Can I apply for a Canadian visiting visa? You can apply for a Canadian visiting visa. Can I enter USA without an issue after the visa? Absolutely, you can. And okay, if you're that's going to great. Canada for less than 30 days, you don't even need a visa to come back into the United States. Are you speaking of so Canadian visiting visa? Or, yeah, Canadian visitor visa. Yeah, you can apply for Canadian visiting visa. You have to apply for Canadian visiting visa. Okay. And the first question is that since like uh, the H1 applications start like from March next year, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if let's say she's already working for an American company there, and if let's say they want to apply for H1 uh, for her in US, uh, like next year, next year, March, okay. when the applications yeah, okay. start. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that valid? Is that legal? No, they can apply. Of course, they can apply. What's wrong with it? Awesome. Awesome. That's all I wanted to ask, actually. Just wanted to take okay. your opinion. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, thank sure. you, Ram. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ram? Ram? Um, hello. Uh, hi, Rahul. Um, thanks to the community, whatever you are doing. Uh, my question is, uh, I have applied my EAD and AP renewal to the Texas location, but after mm-hmm. sending the files, I realized like I need to send to one of the Illinois lockbox location. Okay. But from mm-hmm. the Texas location, I received all the receipt number and uh, one. So when is your when is your EAD and advance parole expiring though? It's a Jan 2014, 2024. It's Jan 2014, 2024. Sorry, uh, Jan so- 2024. 2024. Yeah, you can always refile the application. You can just refile the application so, to be uh, under safer side. They like, normally uh, since... they normally approve it. They normally approve it, but you can refile the application if you want to. To the Illinois location, you are saying that. To the Illinois location, that's right. So there is no issue with the duplicate things like one application. No, no problem. No problem with it. If they approve the Texas one, they may deny the second one, which is not going to cause any problem for you. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So there is no harm, like there is no cost involved. Next person, please. Next person, please. You're asking the same question again, sir. Harish. Go ahead, Harish. Hi, Rahul. 
once again thank you so much for the time uh, so my question is i'm on h1b i'm a, i should apply for extension in next 3 weeks so mm-hmm. i have a project which started two and a half years back so can mm-hmm. i apply for h1 extension on that project so in this two and a half years i did another project so right now my h1b is h1b is on that project which ended two months back so mm-hmm. now can i apply h1 extension on the project which started two and a half years back with no records in uscs on that project so like so no, you are doing so you were doing two projects in the past couple of years yes i was handling couple of projects yes oh absolutely you can nothing wrong with it you're completely allowed to do that so uh, if i take a po with the new start date let us say next month start date if the client visit happens if the client task the start date in po is next month and but the project started two and a half years back it's not going to be any issue um don't submit any po or anything like that you can submit that there is a project instead of submitting all the things don't do you don't have to tell that it's starting right now you can tell that it started two and a half years ago also nothing wrong with it even though it was not listed in the previous h1b okay so i thought we need to submit client letter po everything for h1 extension or else i'll, I'll even if you submit client letter po and all these things you can say that the project has been there from past two and a half years okay it doesn't mind whether it is in records or not right okay thank you so much rahul for your time next person please next person please abhi Yeah, hi, uh, hi Rahul. This is Abi. I'm currently 23 years old and I'm uh, working on STEM OPT, but I have a pending uh, EB3 uh, adjustment of status through my parents um with my age locked. I was wondering if I use my AP to travel to Canada to do my masters there and can I come back to the US on my AP and will there be any potential issues through that process? You you said your age locked is right under CSP. Yes. Correct. Yes. And you're going to travel to Canada to study and you want to come back in advance parole. Yes. Only one problem I have is that when the advance parole extension doesn't come on a proper time, what are you going to do with the education? Okay, so when I apply for my extension, I have to be in the US? Yes. Okay. But so I have to be in the US when I have to apply the extension, but to pick it up when it comes in the mail, I can have someone get send it to me to Canada. Yeah, there is one problem that they may always deny if you leave the country though the extensions. And the extensions okay. may not come on proper timings. What are you going to do at that time? Okay, I see. Like it might come during the semester or something like that. Okay. Right. So then you can't come back into the country though. Uh, of yes. course you can sue the USCIS every time you file the AP extension to try to get it faster. That's one of the way You yeah. can explore it. I would recommend to contact Stephen Brown in our office okay. about that if you are planning to do it. But if you can avoid Canada, that will be more easier for everybody. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay then. But if you want to really desperately do the things in Canada, I would recommend them to contact Stephen Brown so that every time you file a e- advance parole extension, then you can sue sue the USCIS to get it faster. Next person, please. Thank you, Abhinandan. Filed an amendment, uh, H-1B amendment, change of location received 797B. Laid off by the employer who filed the petition. What options do I have? Why did you get the 797B? Because you filed the amendment late? Uh, no, actually, like uh, I previously, I, I was working uh, on my H-1B location, but uh, I, I changed locations. And that time I did inform my employer, but they did not file that amendment so at that time. The answer to my question is that you filed the H-1B. Uh, I mean, H-1B amendment was being filed late. 
Yeah. So, so that's the reason why they've got the H1B. So what are your options right now? You you have to you need to leave the country and you need to get a H1B stamped in the passport. Uh, do you have the H1B stamped in the passport right now? Yeah, yeah, I do have that. Yeah, you have it's, to find a company to you can't go with you can't go and come back on the H1B of this company because you don't have a job with this company. So right. you need to find a company to file a H1B and then you'll have to go outside the country and come back. Okay, okay. So that will be fine. Uh, like I have to file a new file a new petition on this I seven nine seven B that I received, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay, thank you. Disha, Disha. Hey, thank you. Uh, you're um, a structural so... engineer. My H one B was picked as my firm is filing. They have raised a problem. I work in Washington State, but my manager works from California. In my application, they said I'm supervised by licensed professional. My industry needs people to have a licenses, but my manager has a California license. Melissa is from Washington State. They are saying it's now creating problem. Why can't you get a LCA from California? Because I'm located in Washington State and I am not planning to move to California. I would recommend, Disha, that you plan to move to California, get the H-1B approval, and then do whatever you want to afterwards, though, because you will lose the golden opportunity of the H-1B. Different professions like architectural, some uh, structural engineering, civil engineering, they require licenses and the supervisor. You, so if you're if you're going to be, so you're going to be in Washington, but the projects are going to be in California. I didn't understand. Projects are going to be in Washington. My projects are in. They are remote. Like when I have to do field visit, I can visit California, but my company knows I am based out of Washington. And they have an office yeah. in Seattle. So. I think so that the licensing requirement requires that your supervisor has to be in the same state, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So you need to you need to choose one of the evil, either risk the H1B getting denied, or maybe the company won't even file the H1B, or just move to California, get the H1B, and then deal it later on, how you want to deal with it. Because if you don't get counted toward the H-1B right now, you may not be getting counted towards it for the next five, six years. Who knows? I have a follow-up question. So another thing my man just suggested is they're trying to find someone in the team. If anyone has Washington State license and they of can course, put that will be easier. As... That'll be easier if you can have they, the Can they change the name? Is it okay if they change the name of the supervisor? The ch name is not listed anywhere to change okay. it. Okay. 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 So Makes if you sense. have a Washington, but you, are, you need to hurry up, ma'am, because you're coming near to the H1B limit, though. That to file, it's October 30th is a limit, though. Okay. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Next person, please. Jigan Govind Rajan. Applied 539 extension for my parents when the I 84 was valid. Biometric given, waited for USAization and left USMA. Since no update in the I. Uh, I failed to withdraw the petition. Approval came for my mom, but RFP denial for my dad after he left the US and on the online status account, which I'm not aware of. It's been six months now. I would like to bring them back. Um, when you're bringing them back, are you bringing them back for uh, how long will they come here, Jagan? Jagan, are you there? Mr. Govind Rajan, are you there? Jagan, I'm just planning for to bring six months. Yeah, it, it, that doesn't look like they are visiting USA. 
the amount of time they are spending in USA and the amount of time they are spending in India looks like they are mm-hmm. actually staying in USA and visiting India, though. That is contrary to the B2 visa, though. Uh, how long it's been that they left the country, though? That's in yeah, March. Yeah, from, from USA? So, come, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, you can bring them, but try not to bring them for six months. Try to bring them only for three or four months. Okay, okay. Okay, and make My sure they have all out. documentation that the denial mm-hmm. came in after the dad left. And your mom, make okay. sure they, they carry all those documents with them. Sure, sure. The only thing is whether they will be allowed to enter the U.S. So that's my concern. Yeah, it, since if they carry all the documents, if they question it, they can show uh-huh. all those things. But if they are going okay. to come here with uh, with the intention for six months and they stayed here for one year previously, though, it'll be a lot of risk mm-hmm. for you. Okay, got it. Okay, okay then. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Anag Vittal. Hi, Rahul. Um, I have a question. So my H-1B was picked in the first round of lottery this year. Um, employer had uh, got the H-1B uh, filed as well. But in the meantime, I got laid off from the company. Uh, but in the uh, during this time, my H-1B also got approved sometime in July. I was laid off in June. And then um, now uh, employer has requested a withdrawal uh, a petition be filed for H-1B, which my law firm has already done. And that has been uh, filed in August. So my concern now is currently I am on F1 um, STEM OPT expiring in May of 2025. But yeah, uh, since we, have a, we have a problem here. There is two issues here, Anuga. One issue is that on October 1st, you will be terminated from the civil system. The right. second issue is that if the H-1B withdrawal is done before October 1st, you would not be technically counted toward the H-1B member. And right. it may become a problem for you to reinstate into F-1 visa though. So we normally call it Nagarka Nagatka. Okay, so... It's a very tricky situation there, What, where you are. Do you know if the withdrawal has already happened? No, the withdrawal is currently pending. Um, I do not have any updates directly because USCIS says that I am the applicant and they only share updates with either petitioner or the employer. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have to consult a lawyer, ma'am. Okay. But, and uh, let me tell you, Anuga, though, if you consult us, though, can we give any positive things where you're going to be completely cleared of this Nagarka, Nagatka? No, we will give you some guidelines and better things. You, It may work out, it may not work out. You got it? Got it. Got it. So, but I also thinking, did the... If, sorry, you get the if, you, if you get the... H-1B withdrawal confirmation before October 1st, though. I mean, definitely, I would say that you have 99% chance that you will continue on the F-1 visa, though, without any problem. But if you get the withdrawal confirmation after October 1st, that creates a lot of problem for you. Okay. Right. So I have 
I have actually told my DSO this situation and one of your blogs where I read was that if, if I can submit to the DSO, the withdrawal request has been submitted by the law firm. Is that sufficient for them to in turn talk to SEVP and get my service reinstated? You can, or try, the, you can try that effort though. But the, the ICE, which is in Immigration Custom Enforcement, wants to do the withdrawal confirmation from USCIS. And that's where the problem comes in. Looks like you have studied very good. Okay. But hmm. still, there may not be a clear solution for it. Looks, you did very good in informing the DSO too. Okay. Yeah. I, I have also, I, I just have one more follow-up question. Assuming that October 1st, before October 1st, my H-1B withdrawal does not happen, am I allowed to stay in the U.S. and continue looking for jobs? Uh, you will. I would recommend you consult a lawyer, okay? Next person, please. Afshar? Yeah, hi. Hi, uh, hi sir. So I have a quick does question. Does the H-1B, so if you get a transfer receipt notice, when you say transfer, uh, Afshar, you're speaking of from company A to company B. Is that what you're speaking of, transfer? Yes, sir. So basically, uh, my I no, have got no. It doesn't. Receipt. It doesn't. It doesn't stop by getting a receipt notice. It stops when you start working for the company. Okay. So basically, company B asked me to work upon receipt notice. So yeah, they should. You should. What's wrong with it? So unemployment uh, days will be stopped, sir. Yeah, once you start working on the receipt notice, it stops, yes. Okay, so basically when we start work, it stops. Not by submitting right. just the application. No, submitting the application, you don't work for two years, it doesn't stop. Okay, you have to start working. Next yeah, question. Sure, sir. Sudha? Sudha? Yeah, hi. Uh, I uh, I put the question on Google Sheet. Yes, so, uh, I'm applying for renewal of the EAD, waiting for the adjustment of status. Uh, I, I was waiting for the adjustment of status. Okay, fine. Can I apply online? No, you can't apply online. In the forms for the yes. question about immigration status of last arrival, I put a current immigration status category. What in the what is twenty six, man? Uh, it is. Uh, what is your immigration status currently, and how did you enter the country on EAP and uh, EAD applications? Uh, we are okay. on uh, adjustment of status. So you 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 don't have H one B, H four, and nothing else. Nothing else. You can put yeah, just using fine. EAD. You can put AOS. AOS should be fine, right? Uh, I don't need fine. to put 485 or anything. That's fine. Either way, it's fine. 485 is fine. AOS is fine. And with kids also, it will be the same thing, right? It's same, not anything same dependent. Same thing, ma'am. Next person, please. Gopi? Well, you can't file online. That's an unfortunate thing. Hello? Yes, Gopi. Uh, Rahul, I eight twenty four has mistakes. I eight twenty four has mistakes. What mistakes? Yes, is uh, uh, in I received the I eight twenty four notice because I recently I got an H uh, one B. Uh, then I applied a I eight twenty four for my wife. So, uh, in that notice, approved notice, wait, the beneficiary. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You got the H one B. And you applied I I eight twenty four for your wife? No, for green card eight twenty four for green card. Ah, okay, okay. You applied I eight. You got the green card, and your wife is outside the country, and you applied for the I eight twenty four. Okay, keep going. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I received the notice like 
three days ago, eight twenty-four. In that, the beneficiary name is uh, my name. Applicant name is also my name, not my wife. Normally, in beneficiary oh, name see. is my wife. Yeah, I see that. I see that mistakes often, though they will correct it at a later time, though. Not a big deal that it says wrongly the beneficiary name. I'm not that much worried about okay. it. But Gopi, what I would suggest to you is you can file an I-130 for your wife too, though. Yes, I did that one also. Uh, okay, good. Got but the only got thing the is there is a time gap because after five months I filed, I thought I-24, normally it will take three to four months. Oh, but yeah. my case, it took 10 months. Then okay. I immediately, fifth month I filed. Uh, I got the I-130. Okay, that's fine. So now, yeah, you can so, definitely just because, just because. So this is an approval, is it? Approval or the receipt notice of the A twenty four? Approval. Uh, I received like a two days ago. Uh, in approval the receipt notice also. Even, yes. Okay. Uh, in the receipt notice also there is a mistake. In the approval also it's a mistake. In receipt notice there is no beneficiary column. Okay, uh, the approval, the, the beneficiary column is there. Mm, you can contact the USCIS to correct it though. Okay, I will I will do that. So it won't be an issue, correct? They can even if the approval say, is okay. even if the approval is on your name, they may still process it, but I will still contact the USCIS to correct it. I will do that. Definitely. Uh, thank you, Rahul. Thank you very much for I will do that. Okay. So normally Next they will question. take some more time or like a um, Yeah, they will take some more time, yes. Yeah. Sure. But not NVC. NVC can't rectify it. No, visa uh, don't contact NVC, contact the USCIS. Next okay, person, sure. please. Vaibhav? Hi. Um, I posted my question uh, in the chat. So you were an F1 OPT. And when does mm -hmm. the OPT expire for you? Oh, uh, I was on like, the, it was just like a chronological time, uh, uh, like timeline. So after OPT, I uh, got like H1B through lottery and then another transfer. And then I was on H4 for quite some time. And then uh, transferring, like, uh, then when I did H1B ah. transfer, yeah. So that employer didn't inform me. He said, like, you have to start working on the receipt notice, uh, which is true in when you're transferring from H1B to H1B, but not when there's a change of status involved. So I was not inf informed or, you know, uh, okay. aware First of Okay, first of this. all, Vibo, you can't throw the burden on the employer, though, okay? So mm -hmm. now the question is, the best thing is, to request the USCIS to approve the H-1B in council processing, and you go to India and get the stamping and come back. Oh, okay. But then, uh, so this is what my company's attorney also uh, like uh, suggested. But then my question is like, uh, don't you think my chances would are very slim of like, you know, of them? Uh, uh, this is just like a, a technical violation. So I, I, under your circumstances, have I seen any of the people getting their H-1B visa stamping denied because of this technical violation? I didn't see that. Okay. So okay. since it was just like two months, so uh, uh, that shouldn't be like a big deal or uh, is it? As I said to you that I have under your circumstances, I haven't seen anybody getting their H-1B denied. Okay. But either, okay. Of, either way though, you have to clear this one because once you violated the status, you violated the H-4 status too, and the USCIS is aware of it right now. So you have to okay. clear this one, one day or the other day. So it's better clear yeah. with this company to go outside the country and get the stamping and come back. Next person, okay. please. Uh, so, so just one last follow-up question, uh, if you can, please. So mm -hmm. 
Uh, so she mentioned uh, that if you, uh, since the wait times are huge in India, so you can also go uh, like, uh, you know, either for Canada or Mexico as well. So um, you can. What do you? I would strongly okay. recommend to go to India. Next person, please. Okay, thank you. Suhas. Suhas. Hi, Rahul. So company name change. Um, is, it so yeah, name, in... is it a name change? What about the tax ID number? Do you know anything about it? Uh, I was told that they all of those information were the same. Only the name changed. Uh, everything else, the E-Verify ID, FDIN, tax number, everything else was the same. Everything is same. So you can get a letter from the HR and keep it for the record. And I would okay. submit that letter to the US, uh, to the DSO also. I did. So that's what happened right now. The name change happened actually in March. And when I reached out to my immigration HR at the company, they told uh, that should I report this change to my university? Uh, they told me that un until and unless, I mean, if you're traveling, sure, and you're getting a new A20, report it to the university. If not, it's not mandatory. But now, since yeah. I have travel plans, I reported the change. And now, um, both the old employer's name and new employer's name have come up. And both of them have an end date of my uh, EAD end date. So it looks like okay. I'm, I'm actually working for two employers in parallel. Not, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. You don't have to worry about it. So normally, if you are filling out any immigration forms at any point of time, okay? How you would say is that ABC Inc., formerly known as XYZ Inc., you fill like that everywhere. And when you fill the DS-160 form, when you fill the green card application, when you fill everything, you fill that way. In that okay. way, that confusion will be solved. Ah, why is this guy working for two companies? Is he working for two companies? Then we would say that no, 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 no. ABC end and XYZ are the same. It out. ABC Inc. in the brackets, formerly known as XYZ Inc. Okay, okay. And should I report this change to SEVP as well? I know that we have access to. Uh, I may not do it right now because it should have been reported within. This is a. This has been like six, seven months. I may not Correct. do so it right now. What my, you know, I mean, my, my company name has changed, but still we are we actually merged with another company and then got rebranded to a new name. They told us yeah, publicly we have changed our name, but we are still operating in the old names as well. Is what they told us. So that got me. Confused. Well, but you're getting the paycheck from the new name. So I, uh, I, I'm not telling you what to do. If I were you, I would not report to SVP right now. Okay. 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 If not okay. now, then when would when would be a good time? Never, never. You're okay. going to use ABC Inc. formerly known as XYZ Inc. That's it. Okay. Next so, person. Hari. Uh, did you say Harish or Hari? Hari. Hari KM. Yeah, it's me. Um, I sent the question. So, so your, I, your daughter is an L two. She's a freshman and she's seventeen. My company wants me to move out of the country to work in Canada for a year. After leave, what options? Well, convert your daughter into F1. But the question I had was, uh, I have only four weeks. So is it possible to get change of status in four weeks while she's studying? To, you don't have to get the change of status in four weeks. You just need to file it. Okay, but once I leave the country, she would lose the status. So somewhere I read that she has to maintain her non-immigration yeah, status. No, that they changed that rule somewhere in 2021 or 22. I forgot it. She doesn't have to maintain. That's one thing. Second thing is that to solve any of these problems, do it in premium processing. 
But even if it doesn't approve in four weeks, if you file in premium processing, don't worry, you can leave the country. She will not be in any trouble. And but she can continue her education. Absolutely, she can. Absolutely, she can. Oh, okay, that's good. File Thank in you. file in premium processing. Okay, file next person. Yeah. Then uh, I'll take the last caller, please, or maybe two callers. Kiran. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I already posted the question. Yeah, question is like. I would like to continue my current employment while uh, transferring from H1 to H4 EAD. Uh -huh. And should I get the H1, H4 and H4 EAD at the same time so that uh, there will not be any employment gap, right? So I want to continue the same job. Okay. Is it possible? Yeah, absolutely. When the H4 has been filed though, when the H4 has been filed, you can mm -hmm. continue. You can continue on the same job. But once H four approved, so at that time H four and EAD, H four and EAD will be approved on the same day. Oh, in that oh, that's my question. Okay, yeah. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, it's approved. It will be approved on the same day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, guys, for coming. The next um, uh, the next Zoom call will be tomorrow on um, Monday at three thirty. Sorry, we couldn't answer all the all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.